Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to Pride Month on the Voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is the first of two parts of Bare Ass Broadway by Ash Veliska former editor of Fang for Fur Planet and contributor to a number of anthologies. Bear Ass Broadway was first published in Foxers and Bereefs by Armored Fox Press. Ash is currently overhauling the digital footprint for his writing, so the best way to find his writing is to follow his Twitter. Queer lives have, both historically and in our own times, been hard, and queer sexuality has been a fraught topic. But for those of us who have them, there is nothing to be done with queer lives but to live them, and nothing to be done with queer sexuality but to enjoy it. And as the years go by, to build from them both something we can look back on, well, with pride. By way of demonstration, please enjoy Bare Ass Broadway by Ash Veliska, Part 1 of 2. Early Summer, 2004 the bus engine sputtered and the brakes squealed. The force of the stop caused the coach to lurch forward and back, shaking the occupants. As always, the 9.35 a.m. was on time. It didn't matter how many laws it had to break and how many years it shaved off the passengers from sheer terror. Gus was going to be on time. The older armadillo wiped the sweat from his brow and checked in the mirror back for the grumbling passengers. We're here. Porters will get you shit for you. Now scram. He swung the door arm and forced the back and front doors open. He watched closely in the mirror, counting off the people all but fleeing the coach. It was a simple check that he often did when he arrived in New York. Make sure that everyone was awake and everyone was gone, but curled up in the seventh row, the small frame of a chipmunk, his cheeks puffed out and hands tucked up to his chest. Kid! Hey, kid! Gus shouted back at him. The chipmunk tossed and turned, pawing at the light coming in from the large plate windows. What? Uh, are we here? Richard asked. He rubbed at his eyes, trying to brush away the sleep. Yup, answered Gus, watching the last of the passengers leave the coach. This run was usually pretty empty. Fuck. I wanted to see the sunrise as we got in. Eh, not worth it, kid. Now get lost. The chipmunk nodded and grabbed his small carry-on from the top rack. Hey, um, which way is it to the theater district? Gus grunted a few times and shook his head. Listen, kid, he stopped himself. Just hail a cab and tell him to take you to equity casting. He climbed down the coach stairs, skipping the last one, and leapt to the curb. Next to the coach sat a single beat-up suitcase, patches and stickers, covering up the nicks and tears. Stickers of shows long closed and plastered homemade ones of playbills. He took a deep breath and promptly coughed it out, the thick layer of smog and urban sense overwhelming compared to the clean and precise suburban air. He took out his phone, holding it at an angle for a quick picture for his friends scrambling to capture it. Just arrived. A smile spread over his face as he watched the few responses show up on his notifications. You can do it, Richie, flashed a comment on his phone screen, accompanied by the image of a matronly chipmunk in a sundress. Thanks, Mom, he muttered, 
trying not to smile too much. Richard looked up at the weathered sign, Dancer's Line. A defeated sigh escaped him as he took in the rundown look of the place. It wasn't anything like the books and websites said, a place for actors, dancers, and singers to live while they got their starts in the big theater scene. Community kitchens, people singing and writing in common rooms, nights of singing and rehearsing together, at least that's what he read. He stepped through the squeaky double-entry doors, his shoes shifting on the unlevel and bowing floorboards. Hello? He called out, the large common room empty and coated in a heavy layer of dust. Anyone here? Moving deeper into the reception room, his eyes took in the pieces of Broadway history. Pictures from years gone by of dancers, actors, singers, directors, all the industry people. Pictures of Leela Musco, the famous ferret ballerina, next to Lionel Shear, the leopard holding some award, the name obscured by dust and sun bleaching. Rents three twenty-five a week, kid. Cash gets you a discount credit and check adds fifty. Grunted an aged pangolin. Her cane clicked against the floor as she rounded the corner. Yes, ma'am. Can I pay for a month in advance? Richard patted his pants, reaching for his wallet. She stifled a chuckle. It's been a long time since anybody stayed here longer than a week, my boy. I, I just this place. Just stop there, kid. I'll cut you a deal. A even grand for the month. She made her way across the great room to the console table, taking out a dog-eared guest book. Room seven is available. I'll bring you key up later once I find it. Thank you, ma'am. Penny, please, just Penny. Thanks, Penny. He reached into his wallet and handed over a small pile of bills. Th that should be an even grand, like you said. Late Summer, 2004 Thank you, Mr. Andrews. If we have need of someone with your unique talent, we will call you. The aged frog croaked from his tiny table. Piles of paper resumes and headshots threatened to fall inward, covering him in a sea of paper. Richard wiped the sweat from his brow with a small green towel. I heard there were few openings in some chorus roles. I was really hoping. The frog waved dismissively. Miss Valora, he called out, increasing anger on his face as he waved again at Richard. Mr. Andrews, you're holding up auditions. The chipmunk flushed, the tan fur on his cheeks taking the slight tinge of pink. Sorry, he muttered as he hastily gathered his bag from the chair, waiting along the wall, and headed to the door, shutting it behind him. Taking a few steps down the hall and around the corner, he slumped against the wall, sitting on the floor, his knees pulled up to his chest. Stupid, 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 he cried into his knees. Tears stained his tights. Stupid. A quiet chirp came from his bag. He absently pawed down the bag, not looking at it. He always kept his phone in the same place. His fingers deftly unlocking the phone and scrolling through the countless alerts and notifications, mostly well wishes and hope. He sniffled, pulling back his tears and forcing a smile onto his face. Time to post. Twisting his body, he held the phone up, checking the screen to make sure that the angle and lighting. Tapping the button on the back to take the series of pictures each with slight adjustments of eyes, nose, cheeks, ears, and posture. Putting the phone back to balance on his knees, Richard began to flip through the pictures, trying to find the best image. Too pouty, 
He flipped through a small series. That looks good. He tapped the next button on the app, flipping through filters and effects. Just finished auditions, blew them all away. Hashtag living the dream, hashtag dance star, hashtag Broadway, hashtag flawless. Fall, 2004. Richard flipped the card over and over in his hand. Danny's Dance the Night Away. Am I really doing this? His eyes flitted to the calendar on his desk. A countdown in red ink marked across the days counting down until the rent due date. Laying the card on the desk, he tapped the number into his phone. Danny's? Simon speaking. Chittered a crackling voice through the open line. Hi, um, someone gave me your card and said you were hiring dancers? He shuffled slightly in his chair, his ears flattened back against his head. A rustling of papers and grumbling. Yuppers, we're always looking for new talent. Just gotta see you dance. So, the hours are long, but the pay is good if you don't mind people getting handsy occasionally. The ferret twitched his nose, rubbing his hands together. Define occasionally? asked Richard, slouching in his seat. I mean, I, I guess as long as it doesn't get too out of hand. Winter, 2004. Richard turned the shade on the lamp by his bed up towards the ceiling, creating a woven shadow pattern on the wall, obscuring the patchwork plaster and water stains. Checking the image on his laptop, he adjusted the tripod, tightening the frame of the shot. Okay, just a little more to the left. He picked up the remote and leaned back against the wall, his head tilted up, eyes looking off into the distance. The camera whirred and clicked, followed by a flash. Silver pictures taken in rapid succession. Up the contrast, maybe drop the saturation a bit. The chipmunk fiddled with the filters on the screen. His nose wrinkled in disgust as the highlights revealed the faint rib lines. Okay, so let's put some color back in my cheeks and get this posted. He tweaked and adjusted the photo a bit more, cropping in the edges and adding some shadows, blurring the edges to give it a burnt-in look. Adding the caption, I'm staying in the same room that Lionel Shear. He hit the post button on his laptop screen, taking a deep breath and letting it out as a deep sigh. Richard slumped against the wall on the far side of the bed. Guess I better get ready for work. He pushed himself up from the bed and pulled the drawer out, grabbing the petite pink jockstrap. The chipmunk pulled his shirt up over his head, stretching his lithe form before pushing down his shorts and stepping out of his boxer briefs, forcing the spandex material off his toned legs and defined butt. He idly rubbed his modest balls, giving a gentle tug and rub. Please don't let it be VIP duty tonight. The crosstown rail was crowded, as always, all walks of life smashed into the tiny metal tubes and shuttled around the expansive network of tunnels. When he had first come to town, the subway had been a scary beast, something he never thought he would master, but now it was the only way he could afford to get around. Richard instinctively pulled his small bag tighter against his chest, making himself as small as possible in his seat. The less anyone noticed him, the better he'd learned that lesson the hard way. Smiling, waving, talking, hell, even looking at a stranger 
with anything other than disinterest and disdain, had you labeled as a nut job. It wasn't like home, and he had to learn that the hard way, one too many security guards giving him some friendly advice. Richard flicked his ears flat back against his head as he heard the grinding of the brakes against the tracks, followed by the garbled stop call of the conductor. Forty fifths on my own, a few blocks away from Sully's. The chipmunk pushed through the crowds of people, exiting the train, and up the stairs to the city streets. Heading down to the alley, he punched his code number on the back door's lock and ducked inside, making his way to the locker room, taking a quick peek at the assignments. Fuck, he grumbled, his name scrawled next to the VIP room in pink marker. Tossing his clothing and bag into his locker, he took his spot at the mirrors, reaching for the brushes and glitter to work it deep into his fur, adding the needed sparkle and exoticness to his pedestrian coloration. Oh, please, you live on the attention. A thickly built white tiger churred, pressing his hand firmly on Richard's shoulder. Besides, one of the bookings asked for you. Ryan sauntered away, taking his own seat at the station, his tail swaying back and forth to some inaudible music in only the tiger's head. Yeah, but do they have to touch me? Richard growled, grinding the brush into his arm to pack the pink and silver glitter in deep. Ryan snarled, working a silver glitter into his own fur. Ryan snarled, working a silver glitter into his own fur. Yeah, well, I'm there with you tonight. If they touch you, I'll bounce the motherfucker. I thought you weren't dancing. Bouncing in the garage not enough anymore? The tiger snorted. Yeah, well, I really miss the tips, so old man's letting me pull a few shifts in the VIP room. Content with the silver accents outlining his stripes, he stood up, hooking his thumbs into the waistband of his basketball shorts, pushing them down to reveal a bright red jockstrap, the pouch stretched to its near limit. Hey, Dick, he chuffed. Think I still have the moves? The tiger laid his ears flat back, his massive fingers laced together against the back of his head. Tiger rolled his hips from side to side, lifting his defined buttocks first to the left, then to the right, defining each and every muscle from his shoulders down to his knees in a sultry sequence. Ryan turned his head to look at the tiger, his eyes widening. He let out a small cough and quickly placed his hand over his own crotch, trying to hide his interest. I don't know. Might need to see it from another angle. Oh, you want to see the front? Ryan tightened his left leg, his calf cutting deep trenches as he spun and turned, switching from the soft side-to-side -side swaying of the hips to the deep rolling of his abdominals. He swung his hips forward, the pouch of the jock, pushing just a bit more forward with each thrust, a tiny wet spot appearing just in view. Got any plans after work? Richard flushed, bright red, the glitter on his face, picking up some of the color. Now I do. Spring, 2005. The thick smell of sweat hung in the air, making the ambient dust of the room cling to the tiger's fur. His thick hands wrapped around the shoulders of the chipmunk laying under. The tiger moved his hips forward in one solid thrust, the mesh of the jock pouch shoved to the side, letting his swollen member pierce its target. Fuck. Ryan moaned as he drove himself to the root inside Richard's strapped ass. Richard rubbed his hand against the mesh pouch of his own pink jock, spreading the growing volume of free through the fabric and rubbing it into his fingers, matting his fur. 
More. The chipmunk groaned loudly. His eyes rolled back into his head. He reached his hands around under him, pawing at the straps of his jock, snapping them against his round butt. Please, coach, drive it in deeper. The tiger smiled and rumbled deep in his chest. Yeah, let's open up that jock ass of yours. Ryan smirked and pulsed his cock, swelling it up just a bit larger, forcing Richard to let out a sharp moan and pull his back up off the bed, leaving him balancing on his shoulders. You want to play for a string, you best take this all the way. Yes, coach, I can take it, Richard panted, gasping for air. Fuck my jock pussy, coach. Still gasping for air, he tightened his insides around Ryan's cock. Here it comes, boy growled Ryan, throwing his head back and filling the room with the sound of his roar. His claws dug into Richard's shoulder, crunching the chipmunk's body and pulling him as deep as possible. Light trickled in from the dirty window, the rising sun making the dust dance and swirl. The tiger rubbed his paw lightly against the chipmunk's neatly trimmed stomach. Richard pressed back against the tiger's warmer and larger frame. Dick. It's morning. Richard whimpered and pressed the back of his head squarely against Ryan's chest. Five more minutes. The tiger rumbled and pulled Richard closer to him. I am covered in glitter, sticking to my jockstrap, and I need to piss. He pressed forward, grinding his morning wood against Richard's well-worn ass. I don't think you're quite into that kind of sports, sport. Grunting and grumbling, the chipmunk lifted his head and shoulder, letting Ryan pull his arm out from under him. You know where it is. Down the hall, third door on the left, Ryan answered as he pulled his shorts up over his jockstrap. The pouch still matched to the side, leaving him exposed. I'll be right back. Richard moved around the bed, kicking his legs and working his own jockstrap down and off, his hands fumbling as he brought it to his mouth suckling at the cum-crusted and stiff pouch. His free hand reached down to rub his stomach and groin. Soft pants and moans filled the room as he stroked himself to his full hardness. Careful not to lose a grip on himself, he rolled over, ground his face into the mattress, and pushed the jock farther into his maw. His stubby tail flicked back and forth, an open invitation for the tiger. He could hear coming back up the hall. My, my, growled Ryan placing a hand firmly on the chipmunk's toned ass. I was thinking we were done. He tossed his own jockstrap up to the head of the bed near Richard's ear, allowing himself a chuckle as Richard hastily shoved the pouch into his maw. I do love a dirty boy. Fall, 2005. When I call your name, please step forward. Richard Andrews, Henry Stevens, Margaret Thines, Cheryl Strout, called the director from his backlit seat in the orchestra section. The crow didn't bother to look up from his papers, absently waving his left hand at the stage. You can all go, we won't be needing you. Richard sighed and collected his bag from the front of the stage, making his way with the others through the ropes and out the alley access door. He angrily gripped his phone, debating taking another selfie to post on his social media. Fuck it he muttered under his breath, heading down the alley towards the main streets and the subway home. 
Reaching the platform, he felt a vibration of his phone, still on silent from the audition. The image of his mother showing up on the caller ID. Swiping right, he sent the phone to voicemail, sending a small can text. Can't talk now, rehearsal time. I'm sorry, Mom, I just can't today. He slipped through his contacts, landing on Ryan's name, and tapped open the text app. Hey, man, you around for lunch? Almost immediately, the small animation of typing appeared. At the gym, free after. The chipmunk licked his lips, thinking about the tiger lifting, getting sweaty. My place, don't shower. A single word appeared in response on the screen. Done. This was the first of two parts of Bear Ass Broadway by Ash Veliska. Read for you by Rob McWolf, Werewolf Hitchhiker. Tune in next time to see what possible successes life and lust have in store for Richard. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride, and thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.